Hey everybody, welcome to the Rockstar Entrepreneur Podcast. This is the inaugural first episode, my first podcast ever. And for those of you that already know me, welcome in, thank you. And any of you that are new to my podcast or the Rockstar Flipper Online, thank you for joining me. Thank you for taking the time to come on over here. Uh, my name is Casey Paris, better known as the Rockstar Flipper on YouTube and social media. I'm a full-time online e-commerce reseller. I use eBay, Amazon. Recently, I've started on Poshmark and other platforms to buy and sell merchandise. Uh, everything from electronics to clothing, shoes, pretty much anything I can buy and sell and make money on. I've been an entrepreneur uh, slash business owner for probably over 10 years now. I've lived in Florida, uh, Central Florida near Tampa for about 12 years and I've been on my own a uh, little bit less time than that. Uh, a lot of my online content does revolve around reselling, flipping e-commerce um, and that sort of thing, but I wanted to open this podcast up to all sorts of businesses, all sorts of entrepreneurs and business owners uh, and not just focus and limit myself to only the reselling and e-commerce world. So hence where the podcast came from. Uh, I hope to top, uh, discuss topics like business ownership, day-to-day -day life, expectations, uh, what it means to be an entrepreneur in today's world. We all know how crazy 2018 can be and going forward. Uh, and in order to get into those topics and in order to dive into them and, and really talk about them in depth, I'm going to have to bring some guests on uh, as much as I possibly can. I have quite a few lined up and I want to start with our first one, our very first podcast special guest. I'm going to let him introduce himself, tell you a little bit about himself, and uh, then we'll jump into today's uh, first topic. Hey guys, I'm Chris, a uh, good friend of Casey's for quite a few years now, and uh, I was born and raised here in Tampa, Florida. I've uh, been self-employed uh, for about 13 years, uh, currently running a couple businesses with the help of a few employees. Uh, from high school, I kind of always knew I wanted to be involved in business uh, one way or another. It's always been my intention to kind of work for myself, uh, write my own checks, uh, and depend on myself, uh, you know, for my future. All right. Thanks, Chris. Uh, thanks for the intro. Thanks for joining me. I know that this was kind of impromptu. I gave Chris like literally a week or two heads up about, hey, do you want to be on my first podcast? And he was like, yeah, sure. But for people that have never done a <laughs> podcast or a video or YouTube, being online in one way or the other, even audio, is like a whole new experience, right? It's like yeah, some nerves. It's, it's sure. a little bit of nerves, even though we're just sitting here. And to give you guys an idea of like, how unprepared we are and, and i'm embarrassed over this but i had nowhere to like properly record a podcast because my house has really big ceilings and it echoes really bad and i have two dogs that are non-stop barking so we're sitting in chris's office's break room with a box of pizza and some dunkin donuts on the table recording <laughs> recording on a lunch table and be honest how long has that pizza and, and box of donuts been there I was told the pizza is from yesterday. It's not that old. I think the donuts came in this morning. So the pizza yeah. is still edible, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> so we think. So we think. I'm I, not going to test it. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to try the pizza either. I thought I had free lunch when I came here. I, I guess not. <laughs> um, so I think a lot of people that watch my content um, normally on YouTube and different platforms, they, they're ready to become an entrepreneur or maybe they already are at least part-time and some of them are even full-time. I have quite a few full-timers who watch me and um, you know one of the biggest questions I get is about 
why be an entrepreneur? Um, what does it mean to you? What? How do you define being your own boss, being a business owner? Like, just kind of like in a short little descriptive two-minute thing. Like, what would you say it means to you? Uh, it, it's really hard to explain because I, I feel like it means something different to everyone. Um, to me, it, it's kind of like determining what your future is going to be is all in your hands. It's, it's something that you're responsible for 100%. Um, and, and it's just, there's, there's no other way to put it is you see opportunities, you see things you can be involved in and you can either improve them. You can, you know, it, there's room for everyone to be an entrepreneur. It's, it's a spirit. It's, it's an idea. It's a, it's an attitude you have towards, uh, just certain businesses, certain things you see that, that can be improved upon. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people who are either, about to make the leap or just made the leap, especially newer entrepreneurs, they're tired of somebody else determining whether they make it or whether they fail. Like when you work a job nine to five, you can be fired any day. Your company could go out of business for no reason of your own, no no fault of yourself. The company goes belly up and all of a sudden you don't have a job. You can't pay your bills, not because you didn't work hard, but because of something beyond your control. So I see it as having full control over whether you succeed or whether you fail. And I know a lot of people start businesses and fail, and sometimes it's because of bad luck, sometimes it's because of laziness or not hard work. But for the most part, your success and your failure is based solely on what you do as a person, as a business owner, whether you succeed or not. Um, and I think that's what a lot of my newer viewers and, and newer entrepreneurs really like, that you know it's gonna be up to them and not somebody else. So that's a really good way to explain it. And since we're talking about other people kind of determining whether you make it or not, how do you think other people on the outside looking in kind of view us? Like when I can remember probably 20, 21 years old, I moved to Florida and my mom was like, okay, you know, what are you going to do? What kind of job are you going to get? And I was like, I'm not getting a job. She's <laughs> like, uh, okay, so where are you going to work? And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to work anywhere. And she's like, I'm failing to understand what you're saying to me. And I was like, mom, I'm going to work for myself. I'm going to find a way to make money and buy stuff and sell it. And she like went to the other room and I don't think we talked for like three days. Um, what do you think other people, <laughs> like, is that like people look at us all weird. They look at us right. like we're crazy. What do you think about that? Well, I think people have a lot of different ideas. I think that, um, for the most part, a lot of people see, uh, okay, so if you're a successful entrepreneur, that's automatically what they look at. They look at the things you have, the, the stuff you're buying, uh, the trips you go on, and they assume that that just kind of is all just kind of came from nowhere. Like being an entrepreneur automatically just, means that you're just going to be rolling in money. You just showed up um, one day. <laughs> right. And two, there are people that do view it as, as, as not having a real job. They, they feel like other people need to write their checks. They feel like, you know, they want to come put in a certain amount of hours. And then at the end of the day, they're done. No more work, you know. And, and so it's not for everyone, but it, it is something that, to me, I feel like you have to have the spirit. You have to have the, uh, the want to kind of uh, make something your own, you know. To I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad Chris brought that up. I'm going to get into that in a second about who fits like kind of the entrepreneurial mold and the and the the who can do it and who can't type of thing i think a lot of people that look in on us also some of them do you think some of them are like scared to try it themselves they criticize i get criticized by a lot of Absolutely. people yeah i get criticized by a ton of people actually more than i ever realized like some of them are like oh you don't work hard you don't do anything for work 
and you just woke up rich this morning or you woke up with a right. new car. Right. They like see see the fun stuff. They they mm-hmm. see, you know, the stuff that you know, and and some people they only show what they want people to see, but right. uh, you know, they're not looking at the the hours you spend behind the computer and seeing uh, the different techniques you're trying, the different things that that you're trying to make work for your business. Right. Um, we a lot of entrepreneurs that are in entrepreneur circles too. We know this because you can contest this. We've spent how many hours on a phone talking about like, hey, do you think we should sell pet rocks? It sounds like a great idea. Right. Like, right. We we, <laughs> we talk about everything. Everywhere we go, you're pointing out angles or like ideas or things that you might see that could make money and like other people that go to a job nine to five they don't do this they go home like you said and they turn off like they're done they don't realize we work seven days a week we may go to the beach on sunday but trust me we're still working most of us anyways yeah and and it's 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 like i said it's not for everyone there are some people they just want to work then they want to be off and and that's fine you know but if you have the entrepreneurial spirit if you if you have something where uh, whether it's a product that you you're really passionate about, you want to you know get it and, and perfect it and mold it or whatever, and then market it. it I, I view it as as being responsible for everything. It's kind of tough because you have to start out kind of doing A to Z. You have to be a jack of all trades. That's right. Um, and if you know you have to get yourself to the point where you can hire a team and you can. You know, if you want to scale it and you want to make it make it big to where you can replicate your process throughout the company. Yeah, nobody starts off with a, a hundred employees. Nobody, right. and at the end of the day, nobody gets big without a hundred employees. So, exactly. um, yeah. and I'm not saying that literally, like you have to have a hundred employees, but you have to start on your own. You have to build it, proof of concept. You have to make it work, and then you have to get help. Right. Um, and that's on a grand scale. I mean, going back to what we were talking about, how how people view it as. Um, so I worked for an insurance company here in town uh, when I was younger. I think I worked there from about 19 to 21. And during this time, I was uh, working on my business, kind of like my reselling business, you know, doing eBay and stuff like that on the side. And no one that worked there really understood, like, what they were saying. So, like, of course, I, you know, I was I basically had the business and then I had my job. And the car I drove, nobody understood how I had that job and then drove that car there. And, you know, when they kind of figure out what I'm doing on the side, it's, it's very intriguing to people. And there's some people that just will never get it. They just never understand that, it's, you yeah. know, there are ways to make money aside from basically trading time for yeah, money. Clocking Which, I mean, that's what you and I do, too. It's just coming, it's just coming up with the most efficient ways to trade your to time. To spend your time. And yeah. your skills or whatnot I, for I think that's one money. thing a lot of people don't understand that give us that hard time about, oh, you don't work that much or you don't put so many hours in. We do. We put in just as many, if not more. I like the old saying, people are like, you quit a 40-hour job in order to work an 80-hour job. Like, right, but I, you get to choose when you work those right, 80 hours. Yeah, if you, you want to do them at 3 a.m., if you want right. to work 3 to 5 a.m., <laughs> Chris is making and a, then uh, go back to sleep, you know, that's just that's Chris, that's how it works. Chris is me. targeting me with that. Uh, that oh, work, no, I didn't. <laughs> work until 3 a.m. thing. No, it's true, though. I, I do. I, I'm not as good of a worker at, at 7 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m., so I choose to wake up at, at 10 or 11 uh, most days and work until, you know, 1 or 2 or 3 in the morning. Um, so that's kind of the, the plus side. That that brings me to our next topic. I, I kind of had some talking points, but I'm going a little out of order. <laughs> that's okay. The um, the pros and cons of, of owning your own company, and one of them is the hours you get to choose when you work. Um, you know, the con is obviously 
on Friday, there's no paycheck. So you better have worked hard enough to have money in the bank account. Whoever owes you invoices or whoever needed to buy stuff on eBay or Amazon, you better have worked hard enough to get that stuff sold. Uh, that's probably the biggest con. And it's the thing that I do every week. And, and I don't know about Chris, but I look at my QuickBooks and my accounting and I'm like, man, we got to bring in $800 by Friday afternoon. Right. And then on Tuesday, I'm like, we got to bring in $700. Yeah. And so I'm always I mean, counting. There's, there's always that stress. There's yep. there's always stress. Um, and, you know, I personally haven't built a, bi- a business large enough to where I'm not stressing. And I don't know if that's ever even the case. And, you know, it's hard. Obviously, I don't think Jeff Bezos is stressed out or anything, <laughs> yeah. but... You know, um, for me, the pros vastly outweigh the cons. Um, if you if you're really strict with yourself and, and you, you know, you handle your business appropriately um, and you don't give up, then you're going to have your pros outweighing your cons for sure. Discipline. Um, discipline is is key because there's no one cracking the whip for you, um, you know, making you do X, Y or Z. It's all up to you. And, um, right. and at the end of the day that you're kind of responsible, whether it, whether it, uh, flies or whether it sinks. <laughs> that's you know? right. And that's why and you so, see, what is it? Something like 90% of all businesses fail in the first two years or something. Some ridiculous percentage of small businesses. Yeah. yeah. And um, it is unfortunate. I'm always seeing, you know, a restaurant will open up and I'll see them putting that restaurant together. And, and I'm not, I'm not, no expert and I'm not in the restaurant business, but having said that even, I, I, I say to myself, like, that is not even going to make it past the first couple months, least yeah. term, you know, yep. and, and I don't understand. Um, I guess due diligence is also important when you're an entrepreneur is, you know, doing your research. Don't I mean, it's it's good to dream, but yeah. you don't just throw your hard earned money out there at just anything. It is. You know? I've seen people lose hundreds of thousands opening like a sandwich shop in the middle of nowhere where like two people go in all day. They, they spend 50,000 to open the shop. They spend 50,000 in like inventory and, and payroll for a couple of months of some employees. And all of a sudden they've spent their, their 401k or their retirement, hundred, 150,000, right. 200 grand down the drain. And six months later, they're trying to get out of a lease. So it, you know, it is, again, it's, it's a right type of person, but it's also research because you can be the smartest person, the most educated hard worker and you just open the wrong business and it's just not going to work. Um, that's why I tend to, to go towards things like online and e-commerce. Inventory costs money, but I'm not locked into leases. I'm not like spending all this money on employees <clears throat> right away. It's kind of a lower risk. Um, overhead is overhead. Lower. Yeah, yeah, on that type of business, which is why I focused on it for myself and what I focused my YouTube and, and all the social media on because that's how a lot of people can get started. Um, you think that's the biggest thing people fail to realize when they try to jump into this, like the money and the and the overhead and the, and the expenses? And because I think the one question I get a lot is people are like, "Oh, I'm going to quit my job and start reselling tomorrow." And I'm like, right. "Slow down, right? Take take <clears throat> yeah, a step." It's back. almost <laughs> like you want it to get to where. So if you're making a transition from working, you have a decent paying job, and you are doing you have a side business going. The key is not to cut off your income. And then jump into that business right away because that's just going to cause added stress. You're, you know, businesses do not always take off. You like you were saying, ten yeah. percent of the time they don't. And so you want to be able to work on something on the side. And when you're getting to where your normal job is taking too much away from your business that is has become successful, then you then you right. say, hey, go part time. You know. Because I'll tell you, when you go to get your own health insurance, if you have it now, it's a whole different ballgame. There's yep. overhead that 
you may not have even considered. Yep. You know, taxes. A, a yeah, small... you got to think of. I made a list one time for a young lady who asked me about that, <laughs> and she was her full time job was making her. I want to say like fifty thousand a year. She's making you know four thousand dollars a month, and her side business got up to like. 3,000 pretty steadily and a couple months she hit 4,042 and she's like I'm quitting I'm like Mm. you know you you're making what you're making but at your job you're getting insurance you're getting like a 401k match you're getting discounts you're getting this that and she thought it through and she was like you know I I really need an extra thousand or two above what I'm making in order to cover those other things not to mention if you're starting a business you're going to need to have money in the bank as like working capital like rotating capital to to like put into the company and so I almost tell people, if you can't double what you're making at your job, you probably shouldn't quit. If you're making 4000 a month, your business needs to get to six or 7000 before you consider it. Um, when I started 10 years ago, when I moved to Florida after I, I finally moved out of my parents, um, probably 22 years old or 23, I got an apartment and my bills were like two grand a month for everything. And the company was making like 2500 And I was like, this is really bad. I only have $500 to either eat or put into the business. Like, what right. am I going to do? So make sure you have that extra, that, that cushion. Um, save your money while you're working. Put ten, put twenty, put 30000 into a savings account. Um, whatever you have to do. I think a lot of people fail to plan um, for opening their own business. We're off on a tangent again a little bit. We, we did. <laughs> we, we went off the top talking points so hard. Like I can see, and I apologize to any of you watching this as the first podcast. Hopefully at some point down was, the road in like podcast 37, no one goes, man, you right, sucked yeah. on podcast yeah, one. Uh, so we apologize. But um, the, the other talking point I had, which we kind of skipped over, was about like owning a business in today's world. Now, it's 2018. If you're listening to this three years from now, obviously, we're discussing 2018. A lot of like economical, political, all kinds of things kind of, I want to say, in my opinion, working against us. Um, there are some positive things. I mean, the, the stock market's all over the place. But I think the positives in our world is that with so much going on, online sales and e-commerce is as big as it's ever been it's it's bigger than ever amazon is now what is it the largest company or about to be the Um, largest company in the world pretty sure i think it passed apple and google as largest market share or something in the world um ebay is you know as big as it's ever been they've actually had record sales believe it or not anybody listening to this podcast that has the uh, hashtag ebay is dead thing that i get a hundred (laughs) times a day ebay is as big as it's ever been um etsy is doing well uh, new platforms like Poshmark and Let Go and Macari, Walmart. Um, Walmart, yeah. So a ton of opportunity, um, at least in the reselling world, and I think a ton of opportunity in supply and wholesale, just all over the place. So what do you think about like today's world, today's opportunity? Uh, I think the biggest thing is is to adopt any change that comes. Uh, you can't focus on. Just a just a quick example, eBay comes out with a new set of rules, guidelines, whatever. They are what they are. You're not going to change them. You have to roll with them. If, if you sit and complain, you're going to waste time where you could have been adapting to them. You're going to waste time because, I don't know about you, have you really seen them back up on much? Like, they seem <laughs> no. to pretty much, they know what they want and they go ahead and change it I and think it moves they, forward. Yeah, I think they spend a lot of time researching, so whatever they decide to implement is here for good right as much as we may think it's it's not good it it, we can't change it you know so that's the biggest thing that i would say uh about owning a business today is that especially when you're dealing with different platforms you're dealing with different websites and even if you sell stuff on facebook it all changes very quickly 
many times a year and you just have to learn to adapt and roll with it. Rule number a one. A lot of times, a lot of the changes that they make are for the customer's experience. Um, where, you know, certain cases you'd be able to kind of trick the customer, whether you're putting the wrong keywords or whatever. They're all just, they're trying to get that all out of there and weed it out to where their customer comes to the website, finds finds the best, uh, you know, the product they're looking for and no other ones. And and they're, without their customers, as, as much as people hate to admit this, without their platform, their customers, and this goes for any website, I mean, whether you're a YouTuber, with their viewers that's a customer or eBay or Amazon, without them, without the platform, without the ability to reach you, you don't have a business. So right. don't forget that. And it, it, you know, a lot of people say I always go back to the eBay, Amazon thing. And I do because it's what we do for a living. But as same with YouTube, when I make videos, if YouTube changes stuff and algorithms, which they did, without YouTube's viewership, the people that click on my videos and watch me, without YouTube bringing them on, I don't have a YouTube channel. The 67 whatever thousand subscribers goes away or whatever I have. Um, you know, with platforms like this podcast, if they don't offer me a platform or, you know, whatever changes they want to make to it, I've got to go with it because without them, we have nothing. And that's number one rule of business, adapt or fail. Um, exactly. I've done a video about that probably a year and ago. Try to tune out the noise. Don't consume material that does not apply to you or that you have no direct uh, ability to change. You know? Yeah. It's like uh, I see too many people that focus on on things that just do not affect their daily lives. It consumes hours a day. And then before you know it, it's like, what are you accomplishing in your own life, you know? I think this is Chris letting me know that I watch too much YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. No, guilty. I'm guilty of it as well. I, I watch a lot of stuff where, and, and I'll comment on it and talk to it, you know, with my friends and Chris and, and even Kate, where I'm like, uh, I saw this video from so-and-so today about, you know, like boats are crashing in the ocean and oh my goodness, how are my goods going to get here? And I'm like, does this really affect me? Like, what am I talking about? I was mainly talking about political subjects, <laughs> yeah. you know, but you yeah, know, it's I, like, it is, that's you true. can get caught up consuming things that just don't apply to you and, you know, just spend your time wisely. It's very limited and, you know, God, at the end of the day, we're all trading uh, time for money. We're trading money for experiences and yeah that's that what it comes that down could to. be like our other our next podcast together like we could do an entire hour podcast on like time management and like oh stuff. I, I need to be on the other side of that yeah one, we okay? got to be listening I, I, i'm yeah. not very good at any that. of you with a podcast please make a time management one and i'll be happy to listen for you um so with that said and as we get closer to the end here i want to keep these podcasts around 30 minutes not to bore anyone um and hopefully we'll be in that time range i'm not 100 percent sure uh, what would you have done? So you've been working 13 years for yourself. I've been probably 10 or 11 that I can think of. What would you do differently? What would you tell Chris 2000 circa eight? Honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is save more money, um, put more money into my business. Uh, you know, I was young. I wanted stuff. I had nice cars right away. Um, and looking back, wasn't necessary, you know, and I probably would have a bigger business today had I not kind of splurged at, at the beginning like that. Um, but you live and learn, and, you know, it's just it's just something that that's what I would tell myself, you know. Chill out. Yeah. Don't buy so, so many fancy things because a lot of that stuff you buy, it's, it's not going to make you money like you would putting yeah. into your business. I can um, think about stuff we bought 10 years ago, 8 years ago, even 3 or 4 years ago where I'm like, man, 
that would have been an extra few hundred bucks a month, right. 400, 500 bucks a month. Diversify I mean. a little bit, maybe. You know, uh, yep. for a while I had a lot, all my eggs in one basket, and that that adds to the stress, like we talked about that's, earlier. Yeah, so that's like, been a it, huge topic yeah. lately. Yeah. Eggs in one basket because of things being slow on certain platforms, not to name any. But you'll, you know, you'll just platforms, for instance, for e commerce, like you will, you know, kind of break off and try this new thing out, and, you know, and it starts working, and you're like, "Why didn't I do this sooner?" Because yep. I'd already have an established, you know, reputation. I'd already be like, "I want to get on Walmart," and I'm already telling my future self, "Like, why didn't you do that sooner?" You know. Yep. So it's just one of those things that that it's that, and and you know, spending money. Uh, set yourself a goal to maybe generate. It might sound crazy, but generate ten times the income that you need to pay your bills you know if you can figure out a way to generate one or two times your bills you just have to do that again and multiply it saving money is huge because the number one way to double income triple income is to save it because without money in the bank you can't work on those other ideas you can't expand you can't try products you can't try businesses you can't start a business at all so i'd also say uh don't get too comfortable Um, no and i and i I, you know i go through times uh, i look back on the past you know 13 years i've been in business there's a lot of time periods where i put things on cruise control and i just kind of i was happy with the results i was getting so i just you know eased up and didn't pound the pavement like i should have and i would have a bigger business had i had i you know acted like the whole time like i was just dying to grow you know so that's one of the things too i i would say is just um say to my younger self i gave i tried to give some of this advice to a more recently more wise chris you know like when i was leaving him voicemails every time he's gone on vacation about like when you're gone you don't make money you know but <laughs> no he's i think he'll be all right with a week away um so yeah family that makes a big difference family That's does yeah chris chris is a family man now he's not the young and crazy person he has he has a little one now so um, and I don't, and so maybe my looking back in a couple years will be like, man, I wish I had listened to myself on that podcast a few more times. Um, I think looking back 10 years ago, saving the money would have been, I did well when I first started because I was in such a crunch and like I had such tight budgets, like I couldn't go out and splurge. Probably around six years ago, five, six years ago is when I went crazy. We went on like three cruises in two years. We went on like two vacations, to one to Vegas and one to um, to Mexico. I mean, we were gone every three months. We both bought new cars like every six months. Literally like twice in a year we bought a new car. And then um, we were going out and drinking and eating and just killing it. And then, you know, it was at that point where I was like, man, we got to stop. So always take into account what the most important things are, especially when you're building a business, because every dime could mean more money later. So that's where I'm going to leave you guys off. Just kind of our first introductory podcast to let everyone know that we're going to talk about topics. We are going to get into like time management. Um, It may or may not be with Chris. It may or may not be me alone. (laughs) You might need to find someone better. I may need an expert. If anyone has any recommendations, feel free. Um, So what I did want to leave you guys with is that I'm going to upload this uh, once a week. I'm going to post them on Fridays. This first episode, you should be listening to this on June 1st, 2018. I'm going to do once a week podcast every Friday. I don't know what time they'll upload, hopefully by uh, the uh, early dinner time here on the East Coast. Uh, They're going to be on Anchor app. And then as soon as I figure out how to do it, transfer it over to iTunes and Spotify and the Android app. So they're going to be on four locations. You can listen to them. And then on the Anchor app, if you haven't downloaded it, it's free. Please do. You can actually leave me a voicemail. You can listen to this podcast. 
click the voicemail and record me a voice message with questions that you have for future episodes. If you want to ask me, you want to ask Chris, you want to ask any guest that's on the podcast, you can do that with literally a click of a button just like you would on your phone. So make sure you download that Anchor app, 100% free, or if you listen on iTunes, Spotify, and Android, uh, you'll be able to just listen there but not leave the voicemail. So I will leave you guys with that closing. Thank you so much for joining me on the first podcast. Thanks to our guest, Chris, for joining us today. You're welcome. And uh, we'll get Chris back on here again real soon. I look forward to hearing from everybody, hearing all your questions. And until next time, we'll see you.